You're listening to the Freedom Found Podcast, an audio community for freedom-driven entrepreneurs wanting to build and scale an impactful online business that allows them to spend more time with their toes in the sand than their fingers on the keyboard. I'm your host, Crystal Church. I'm an email copywriter and business mentor, borderless entrepreneur, and wannabe dog mom. And on this podcast, we talk all things online business, marketing, strategy, mindset, health, travel, and what it's really like to be a borderless entrepreneur. Freedom Found is all about equipping you with the insight and actionable strategies to help you build your business around your life so you can spend more time drinking margaritas, sweating it out at the gym, working in your zone of genius, or quite frankly, however the hell you'd like. So if you're ready to learn concrete steps to create more space and happiness in your business, let's dive in. If you feel like you've got a running to-do list in your head at all times, from emails to sending invoices to follow up on, let alone your own business must-dos, I'm so excited to bring this episode with our very first guest expert, Rachel Mueller, a master integrator who is here to share her own brain with us on all things implementation, systems, and tech today. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Crystal. I'm so excited to be here and to chat with you. And for those of you that don't know, Rachel and I actually go way back. I would say you are one of my original business besties, and we have stayed in touch since like the very beginning of my business. And I feel like early on in sort of like this phase of your business, but we're going to dive into your story shortly. She's just so near and dear to my heart, and she has so much to offer. So we are really blessed to have you with us today. Let's just dive in. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and sort of your entrepreneurship journey? Yeah, absolutely. And for starters, thank you so much for that just generous and lovely intro. You are just the best. So yes, to everyone. Hi, my name is Rachel and I am an integrator and a systems expert. And I specialize in helping visionary entrepreneurs banish overwhelm through systems and delegation to truly fully sit in their CEO seat. I've actually had a long background in the arts. So it wasn't like I started as an entrepreneur. I was in performing arts on stage as far back as I can remember all the way through high school. And I was also really passionate about photography. It was actually a dream of mine to be a travel photographer, just traveling the world, working for a brand like National Geographic and just having so much freedom that way. And so I actually ended up going to college for photography and I received my bachelor's in fine art photography, but I learned along the way, I really didn't want to be a wedding photographer or be a commercial photographer and being a successful fine art photographer just didn't feel like it was going to pan out for me. And so after I graduated, I pivoted into some other jobs. I worked in retail and interior design. I worked at a winery, but I still felt stuck. And it was around 2014. My partner was really feeling the same way. We had actually just completed moving across the country, doing a cross-country road trip, but we still just weren't feeling very satisfied. And, you know, if we wanted to take a vacation, for example, to visit family or to travel internationally, it had to be within our allotted time off. And it was a set itinerary. And then we were back to the grind as soon as we got home. So, Long story short, we founded our first business, which is an online real estate company. And we managed that for a few years while still working full-time and then went full-time with our business after about three years, I think. And honestly, it was probably too soon. (laughs) 
but we were so ready to escape that nine to five grind and not being in control of our lives that we just decided to just kind of take that leap of faith that things would work out. Shortly after, we suddenly realized how much freedom we had. So we decided to put everything in storage and we moved out of our apartment on the East Coast of the United States. And we went to just go live abroad for a little bit. We bought one-way tickets to Spain. We had a hotel booked for three days and we actually ended up traveling for three months. And we came back to the States and we realized that we were still so nomadic and free that we ended up just traveling for a while across the country. We visited friends, we visited family the whole time, just trying to find basically our next home. And because we had so much freedom in our business, we really could take our time finding what felt comfortable. And that landed us where we are now in Portland, Oregon. And it was then in 2020 that I pivoted a little bit, which I think as entrepreneurs, we can all relate to. And I founded my new company, Hey Rachel, as an integrator, which has been my full-time business since. And I still manage my real estate business as needed part-time, essentially. So that's my journey and how I got from A to Z, basically. Okay. First of all, there are bits in there I didn't even know about. (laughs) Dream to be a National Geographic photographer. Like That is me in another life, 100%. You and I are off doing that somewhere together. So interesting and so interesting how you talk about like just noticing over time that freedom, like you get set up in these jobs and these roles and what we think is sort of like regular, you know, slotted into society. And then you kind of feel a little resistance. Is that really what prompted you to move into this current business as well? Or what really helped you make that transition from the real estate side to where you are as an integrator today? Yeah. So, you know, it was really interesting because... I'd say we started our first business and it really introduced us into the realm of entrepreneurship and freedom. And that's really what it brought us. But we realized maybe about two years ago that we weren't exactly passionate about it. It wasn't something that was truly bringing us joy, but we had learned so, so much from it. I had learned so, so much as far as how to manage a business, how to automate and to delegate and to create systems and to do things in a way that was productive. And I was able to kind of take all that and I started working with friends and family and like helping them with their productivity and their businesses. And after a while, I was like, wait a second, I love doing this. I love helping people in this way. It brings me so much joy. Like organization is like my porn. Like, why am I not doing this and like making this my full time (laughs) position? And so here we are where I was like, I finally just took the plunge and decided it was just the right thing for me to do. Wow. Like if ever there is a lesson to learn, it is to follow your heart and what makes you happy. And organization being your porn is just like, I love that (laughs) so much because I think we all need a little bit of that in our life. And if we don't have that within ourselves, we need an organizer to come in and help us get everything managed so that we can have a clear headspace and be able to get done what we actually want to and need to get done. Yes, now, 100%. Before we dive into all of the nitty-gritty organizational systems tech side of things, I want to ask one more question because I know you are currently planning to step into more of that freedom once again and <laughs> go back to Spain and go back to Portugal. So, can you give us the juicy details on this international trip that you are planning with your fiance? Yes, I'm so excited about this big move. I mean, I think 
it's been a long time coming and after COVID and now starting to have a little bit more freedom to be able to travel again, I'm just getting so excited. And we've thought for a long time that we actually wanted to retire in Spain or Italy. And that was kind of like the long-term goal that we wanted to end up there. But we realized that we were waiting and putting off our lives now by delaying that plan. And so we decided it was time to put ourselves first instead. And with the flexibility of still being fully digital and able to do so, we are taking off next year, probably like springtime of 2022. And we're just going to go live abroad for six months. And we're looking at a few places in Spain. We were in Valencia for a month on our last trip and just fell in love with it. It felt like home. And like to this day, I can still remember how to get to like the one shop that we love to get fresh orange juice and this place, like we still can remember these small minor details. And like, if that's not a sign that you're meant to be somewhere, what is? And so I'm just so excited to go back and to experience it again and to just, I don't know, be out there in the world. Those Valencia oranges, am I right? So good. I mean, out of this world, like seriously talking about it, I can feel my mouth salivating. I'm not kidding. Same. <laughs> Here in Singapore, they have these machines on the street where you get fresh squeezed orange juice for $2, like a dollar. Is it like the US. machine where you they just drop the orange in and then it like yes. sends it through? Yes, those it's are the so best. Good. And the oranges come from Valencia. They're oh the my best. gosh, there you yeah. go. So even they Singapore really is importing their oranges from Valencia. Like that <laughs> yes. says something. <laughs> it really does. I'm so excited for this like next step in your journey and just like where you've built your business up to, to be able to step into more of that freedom, which obviously we're all about here at the Freedom Found podcast. And I'm wondering even like, was there a pivotal moment where you were like, oh, wait a second, I do have the systems, the autonomy, the revenue coming in in my business where I'm now able to take that step? I think for me, because this is not my first business, this is our second, that we have that freedom already kind of built into our lifestyle which is really, really nice. But I would also say, I think that the last year of everyone working from home and being in this space where we realized that you don't need to live in the same city as your clients and meet in person where there's so much flexibility in being able to do what you're doing that this idea of us just waiting until we felt like things were right to retire or what have you, it just started to feel so far away. We're like, we really do have all this flexibility. I think we just kind of need to take the plunge and do it. And so here we are. Absolutely. That is so true. Okay. Now moving away from travel and international life, I want to dive into all things systems and integration. So can you tell us like a little more specifically what that is, even as like a general overview and really what you do in terms of helping clients and stepping into their business? Yeah, 100%. So systems, I like to think of as basically something that you can take and you can turn it into something that is like well-documented, structured setup that you are then able to automate. You can pass it off to your team, you can delegate it, or you can essentially just stop doing it altogether through the efficiency of how you set things up. And I feel like when we think about automation, we think like super tech and systems, which it is, but I also think that systems and a big part of systems is the help and the mindset for how you structure your business as a whole. You know, automating can be how you structure your day-to-day, the help you ask for in your team and learning to delegate and 
the SOPs and the back end ops, and then also like the systems and the platforms that you use to make things run smoothly and help you scale and grow. So I feel like it's not just this specific platform or like this thing that you must follow. I think that it is much more holistic blend of all of these parts of your business and your lifestyle that come together to create something that works for you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And in terms of what your title is, even being an integrator, it even more so makes sense. Okay. All these pieces are coming together, not just to work in solidarity, like with themselves, but to really be integrated into your business and your life. Right. A hundred percent. So I'm just sitting here thinking about our audience and about, we have newer entrepreneurs. We have more advanced entrepreneurs who should really be prioritizing like automating and these systems within their business. I mean, honestly, I think everyone, (laughs) maybe I'm a little biased there, but I think that there comes a time where as entrepreneurs, you know, when you start your business, you do all the things, you wear all the hats, like that's just a natural growth as being an entrepreneur. And then there comes a time in your business where you start to grow and you start to scale, which is very exciting, but then you kind of outgrow things and you realize that you are limiting the amount of growth that you are capable of having by you still being the one to handle everything, right? You suddenly start to become this bottleneck that holds things up. And I feel like it's being able to recognize that that is inevitably going to happen and figuring out how to make things work for you in a better way before you get there. Because there's nothing more stressful than having a roster full of clients and projects and everything, and you're booked out and it's great. And suddenly you realize that your systems are not working for you, whether that was like a Google spreadsheet where you're keeping track of things or whatever it was. It's very stressful to be in that growth phase and realize, holy crap, everything feels like a mess and everything is everywhere. And I don't know how to fix this versus if you kind of have that mindset as you start, where as you start to do repetitive tasks, you start recording SOPs, which are systems and procedures for how you do something. It's essentially just a how-to that teaches someone in the future how to do something. So you can start to plan for getting things off your plate. You can start to plan what you're going to delegate, You know, auditing where you're spending your time, what it is that you're doing. All of those things up front can really start to help set you up for success down the road. And then I would say from there, ask for help. Like when it starts to become where it starts to feel like there is too much and it's overwhelming and all the things, reach out to somebody who is the expert in that space. Do not feel like you have to handle it alone and ask someone who it really is in their zone of genius to help you out with that, whether that's from the marketing or it is the systems or what have you. There are people there who are dying to help you and to serve you and to show up for you for these things. And they can do it so much better than you could even on your best day because it really is their zone of genius. And you now have started to free up your time even more to really focus on the things that you should be doing. This is so, so good. And I can't even stress enough just how true this is, especially for me in my business journey. I mean, Rachel knows actually, because she really is the queen of automating and helping. She's actually come in and done that for the back end of my business earlier this year. And One of the biggest mistakes I made that I want to share with you now is I waited too long to have somebody, and this doesn't mean you have to have somebody come in, but just to do it properly, whether that's yourself or outsourcing, like Rachel was saying. But I had some basic systems in place when I started my business. I had some basic workflows. 
And I knew, okay, when X happens, when a client inquires or when somebody signs a contract or somebody pays an invoice, then I need to do Y. But at a certain point, you grow and your capacity just reaches its limits of what you're able to do. And you kind of end up keeping this running list in your head. That was me Mm -hmm. where I Mm -hmm. was like, oh, this client has sent me this like three days ago. I need to do X, Y, and Z in response where Mm -hmm. you can automate Mm -hmm. all of that and release your brain from the pressure and the stress of trying to remember everything. So as we get into this a little more, would you give us a few examples of the nitty gritty things? Like what can we actually start automating? What systems and processes should business owners be thinking about getting in place? Sure. So, I mean, one of the biggest and best places to start is just piggybacking off what you said before you even automate, get it all out of your head. Like that is always going to be my number one recommendation for where to start, start freeing up your time, write it all down. If you are pen to paper, do that. If you are open to using a project management platform like Trello, Asana, ClickUp, something like that, look into those options. You can also, like we can talk about that in so much more detail, but essentially just get it all out of your head because our brains are meant for having ideas. They are not meant to hold them. So you need somewhere to hold all those ideas so that you can sleep better. So you can be more productive. So you can be more creative. Like when you remove that overwhelm of your brain having to go, oh, okay, don't forget this. And crap, I just woke up at two in the morning and I'm panicking because I forgot to do that. Like just remove all of that from your plate. It's going to allow you to just start to think at such a higher level when it comes to all the things in your business. And then I would say probably one of the best places to start when it comes to your business is looking at your client journey, right? Everyone has customers, everyone has clients, whatever your type of business is, you are serving somebody. And I would say looking at that client journey from start to finish A to Z and extracting all those touch points within that, and then building that out into a workflow. And I would say that can be anywhere from just like sending them the contract and their invoice, or if they purchase something from you, they get that, you know, automated email that is so exciting and pumped and it gets them just in the most excited state. Like, oh my gosh, my order's coming. Like, I feel like we've all ordered something from not Amazon, but like a smaller business where like you got the best email from them saying that your order has been received, right? It's like, feels like this like custom thing that was written just for you. And it just makes you so excited. And it's like, if you can replicate that in your own business for your own clients, the rest of the journey with them, the rest of the experience with them is just going to be that much more memorable, that much more exciting, all the things. Customer journey is seriously everything. I love that you touched on that so, so much. And that's one of the things I talk about a lot, which is having a white glove client experience and being Mm -hmm. able to let them know from the moment that they inquire or they buy or they sign up for something that you still care about them. Yes. I mean, we. I feel like we can all remember also on the flip side of things, an experience that we've had oh, where yes. we did buy something and we didn't have that. And you feel gypped. You feel like, well, what did I just do? Like, was that a waste of my money? Like you start to doubt. Like, I feel like that's where buyer's remorse comes in. All the things. Yeah. This is really about just continuing the relationship with your client or your customer, like long after your first interactions with them, long after the first purchase, right? Okay. So in terms of these workflows, 
what are some of the things that you actually need to do to structure them? Or in an even more expanded question, let's talk about the tech side of it. Like, what do you need to do in order to get things set up? And I know that for a lot of people, the tech side is what holds them back. Not necessarily even if you feel like you're a tech phobe at all, but for me personally, I don't mind technology, but I still feel like, oh my gosh, getting this set up is going to be a hurdle. What tips Mm -hmm. do you have to actually get that piece in place and overcome sort of the process, making it easier for us? Yeah, 100%. Well, I feel like as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we can have this kind of all or nothing mentality where it's like, we need to go from nothing to everything or not at all. Like it's one or the other. Like I need to have all my processes and systems set up in my business or I'm just going to keep doing things the way that they are. And so then you like jump into the deep end and you sign up for seven different platforms and then you get overwhelmed and you're like, I don't know what the F I'm doing. Forget it. I'm done. This is overwhelming. And then like another six months goes by or something, right? Versus if you start small and you work your way up, it becomes so much more attainable, so much easier to jump in. And so, like I'd said earlier, like just starting with something as simple as like a project management platform where you can keep track of all of your tasks, keep track of your project, keep track of client projects. And maybe even if you have like one VA or one assistant or something, communicate with them, have everything structured and organized. And that way you're not like voxing this message and emailing this and everything is everywhere still. It just gives you something that's a little bit more structured. And I always say that's such a great place to start. Because again, when you give yourself that mental freedom, everything else kind of starts to feel a little bit easier. And I would say once you are organized, then next step would be jumping into that client experience and getting yourself set up with some kind of a CRM. A CRM stands for a client relationship management platform or program. And essentially it's just that platform that is able to keep track of anything related to your client management. So contracts, payments, invoicing, scheduling, appointments, follow up. And then you can go like into the deep end there where you can then also start to automate things as far as, you know, emails that you're sending and forms and things like that. And those can all start to become automated processes so that you're actually barely even having to check on things or do these things. They're just happening for you seamlessly in the background. And I will echo it again that ask for help. Like if you're hearing this and you're like, I don't know how to do that that's totally okay. Find someone who does ask them to help you because they'll be happy to. And then you are not wasting all of your time trying to figure something out that someone else who's the expert could do for you in, you know, half as much time and do it so much more efficiently for you. I hope that you are all taking notes because you've done (laughs) so nicely for us, Rachel. I love that you started with step one, organizing yourself. So step one is go and set yourself up on some sort of project management platform. I personally use ClickUp and I resonate with what you're saying, Rachel, about if you don't know, have somebody else support you. Because when I first attempted ClickUp, it must have been like mm, maybe nine months ago now. And I got so overwhelmed. I set up everything that I thought I needed. I was transferring over from Asana, if you've used that before. And mm-hmm. ClickUp seemed to be like the new shiny object everybody was talking about. Mm-hmm. I got everything in there. And then I was so overwhelmed. I did not use it for like four months. I'm serious. I was just like, I didn't even want to look at it because the task lists and everything, it just wasn't set up in the way that I think it actually should have been, or I know now that it should have been. And so I avoided it and I went back to my notebook, which I still love having like a notebook task list too. But 
I then ended up having to completely build out again my whole ClickUp, which is now amazing. And my wonderful right-hand gal, Nicole, has done that for us. But it just goes to show everything Rachel is saying. It's like you have to prioritize organizing yourself first because if you don't do it in a way that actually works for you, then it's still going to be like this constant sort of struggle. And it's not really truly going to be a system or in any way automated that's working for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's so easy, I feel like, to get a little bit of shiny object syndrome where we can kind of just like jump from thing to thing. But yeah, if you just start with the basics and then go from there, you're just going to have such a strong foundation and just be that much more successful along the way. I couldn't agree more. And I love that then you moved us on into step number two, which is to then start thinking about the client side of things. So it's like put on your own oxygen mask first, everybody, and then start helping your clients, (laughs) right? So getting that up and running, are there like any platforms you recommend? I can tell you all that Rachel actually helped me build out my platform via Dubsado, but I know that you work with a couple of different ones. If there is a business owner listening right now who's like, okay, I know that either now or within the next six months, I want to get things automated. What should they sort of be looking toward or keeping their eye on in terms of platform systems? Sure. So for starters, for project management, I recommend Trello, Asana, and ClickUp. They all essentially work the same way in that you are able to keep track of all your tasks and assign them or delegate them to team members as well if you want to. And they kind of just like go grow in complexity and like robustness as far as like what they offer essentially. And so if you are just getting started, I always recommend starting with Trello. It just is so easy to just jump in, create yourself a board and just start brain dumping all of those thoughts down there and just start implementing that and make that a habit. And that's always the first place to start is making it this new habit because the way that you've done things up until now, they've worked for you. And so when something is new and it's unfamiliar, it's very easy to slip back into those old patterns, those old habits. And then we don't grow and start to lean into these new systems that we're setting up for ourselves to help us grow. And so it's kind of this like cycle, you know, versus if you just are really conscious of that and you give yourself that space to really lean into this new platform, this new habit, it's going to be so much more beneficial for you. So like I said, Asana, Trello, and ClickUp are great for that. And then for the client management side of things for CRMs, Dubsado and HoneyBook are the two like game-changing platforms out there. They both have benefits for what they offer. And I would say it kind of just depends on your business. I always look at Dubsado as being a little bit more complex and again, robust as far as what it offers. It can take what HoneyBook does and just dive in a little bit deeper, but they are both amazing places and you are able to start to automate those things and just start to take things off your plate. Seriously, so, so good. I love the breakdown of those and really just thinking about in terms of if you need something more robust or not, I can tell you personally, I've used both of those platforms that Rachel's recommended. Actually, well, all of them, including the other ClickUp, Asana, and Trello that you mentioned, and they're all great. Mm -hmm. So it's not about having to use whatever anybody else is using. Just use what works for you. That's the goal here. Yeah. Put your blinders on, just start using something, just start getting into that habit. You can always change, right? You can always upgrade. I did. I started with Trello and then I upgraded to ClickUp last year. Like that option exists for you. The point is just to start. Yes. Always. Now I want to touch on this because I know everybody wants to have their business automated when they start thinking about it. It's like, yes, of course we want to free up that time and that energy within our day to day. 
But the reality is there are always going to be things that come up, right? Like those random tasks or somebody sends you an email, that to-do that just pops up into your business one day. What can we really do to try to automate those random pieces of our business lives? Is that possible? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question because I feel like this is something that we all struggle with. I mean, inbox management and like calendar management, like all the things like that's just like a whole other conversation, but you know, things always come up. Right. And I think it's important to recognize that. And no matter how automated you get with your backend and your systems, your day will always have curveballs. And so I think it's really important to really prioritize how you are spending your time and how you're scheduling out your day so that you are making room and space to handle those things as they come up. My personal rule of thumb is not to schedule more than seven. And I feel like seven is actually kind of generous sometimes tasks to do in a single day. And that's it. I feel like it is so important to give yourself that space and that flexibility because inevitably things are going to come up. And if you give yourself that space to allow for that, whether that's something with work or the kids or your spouse or what have you, it's like things are going to happen. And if you give yourself that space, you can almost like plan for that versus if you have nailed down your schedule and you are booked to the one minute, like back to back to back to back, it's just going to start to feel so, so stressful. And then things like emails and random tasks that pop up that need your attention, they have no space to happen because something else is being sacrificed. And I feel like that's when we can kind of start to jump and dive into this space of, catch up where then it never really feels like we're staying on top of things. And we're kind of just always putting out those fires because we're not giving ourselves the space to manage those, but also still to grow, right? Like you're only in your business. You're not working on your business as well. And so I think it's so, so important to block out that time for yourself, whether that is, if you can have an entire day a week, like a CEO day, as Crystal and I call it, Or if you can even just give yourself an hour every day where you go in, you know, like, this is when I check my emails. This is when I do like my admin stuff. And then I put it away and I focus on the other bigger things, like whatever that looks like for you. I think it's so important to just start and give yourself that space to work on those things. Absolutely. I block off time. Like you just said, I block off an hour and I've actually changed it. I used to block off an hour in the morning and I would have all this admin tasks there, but I realized that was actually my most productive time of the day where my creative juices were flowing. And I was like, wait a second, I should be spending this time writing my emails, like being the visionary CEO hat. And so I've switched that around. So you can sort of just like play around with it find your ebb and flow, see what works and just make sure that that is part of your, you know, either daily or weekly tasks, because otherwise it'll feel like stuff is cropping up and then you're putting out fires that you didn't allocate time for, which can be frustrating. A hundred percent. And I, just to touch base on what you just said about finding your flow, I think that's one of the most important things as business owners is to really figure out when you are at your most creative time, your peak flow state versus when you have the capacity to put on your admin hat. Because there's always going to be little admin things that we have to handle as we're growing. But if you wake up in the morning, let's say you're a morning person like Crystal and I are, and you sit down at your computer and you immediately start responding to emails, 
do you really think that after that you're going to be able to be creative and you're going to be able to do those creative things? Probably not, right? Like you've totally just sucked your energy and it's going to be really hard to get you back into that space. So really lean into if you're a morning person versus a night owl or what have you, like really finding that time that works for you. So, so good. You have given us so many knowledge nuggets that I can't even count them now, Rachel. I really hope that everybody's been taking notes. (laughs) And I want to just close us off here with a key question of the Freedom Found podcast. And we all have this dream living within us, whether it's like a small growing idea or something like fully in view in our minds of living with more freedom. So I want to know, especially coming from you, who's about to go and move to Europe for six months next year, what advice do you have for other entrepreneurs that are looking to find their freedom? Oh, man. I think for starters, you need to learn to put your time first. It's exactly like you said, Crystal, applying your oxygen mask before helping others. Even if you were still balancing a nine to five and your side hustle, take time for you, like five to 10 minutes in the morning to have your coffee and journal or stretch or what have you, like just taking something for yourself. Because if you aren't feeling your best, the rest is going to suffer. Like it's just inevitable. It's going to be a ticking time bomb. And so I think if you're able to really prioritize that time for yourself, it's just going to set everything else up for success. And then I would say my number two tip is put your blinders on especially in the online world, we can get so caught up with comparisonitis and seeing what other people are doing and this and that. And we can lose sight of what it is that we personally truly want for ourselves. And so I would say, you know, that would be probably my other tip is just to get super micro clear on what you want and then only do what takes you on that journey. Like even if it's baby steps, just put those blinders on, focus on yourself and always know like what that, I'm sure I've heard the expression, like what your why is, like really focus on that and just do what you have to do to head in that direction. Yes. I could not echo that more myself. It's seriously all about identifying your big vision. And every time something comes across your path, deciding whether or not this plays into that why for you, that freedom that you want. You said Mm -hmm. that so eloquently. Thank you so much. And you have poured so much goodness into our community today. I can't thank you enough. If somebody in our audience is ready to get their systems up and running with the help of a pro, can you let us know how they can work with you and how we can connect and follow along your entrepreneurial journey? Yes, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram at hey.rachel and I'm sure Crystal will link to that somewhere so you can find me. And I offer done-for-you systems and platform services like CRMs, project managements, and more, as well as total ongoing support for your business for organization like calendar, inbox management, team hiring, and more. So yeah, connect with me on Instagram. Drop me a DM. Let's chat. I want to hear about you and all the exciting things that you've got going on. Thank you so much once again. It has been such a pleasure to have you here. And I'm just so blessed you are our very first guest on the Freedom Found podcast. And I just think it is so fitting because you are one of my very first business friends in this space. And I can't thank you enough for pouring into us today and into me as I've grown my business over the last year. You are so near and dear to my heart. Thank you so much, Rachel. Oh gosh, Crystal, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. I can't wait to do this again with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please head over to leave a review and subscribe to the Freedom Found podcast. 
And if you loved everything we talked about in this episode, all nitty gritty workflows and client experience, I am so excited to announce that Elevated Brand Accelerator, my signature program for entrepreneurs to level up in their business and hit consistent 5K plus months, is open for enrollment. We cover all things building your brand authority, your Lux client experience, and nailing your email and content marketing so that you can have all your ducks in a row and be able to have those foundations you need to continue to grow and scale your business to those big freedom dreams of yours. And like I said, one of our major focuses here is building out the Lux client experience. It's one of the key things that helped me build my business and generate consistent referrals from clients and build my authority because people knew and trusted the service that I was offering and the experience that came along with that. If you are interested at all in learning more about Elevated Brand Accelerator, hop over to my Instagram DMs and send me a message with the word elevated and your favorite emoji and I'll share all the juicy details with you. Catch you next time.